0: Now with us on the WPTF Morning Show, North Carolina's Attorney General, Josh Stein. Mr. Stein, we appreciate you being here once again. How are you?
1: Oh, Rob, I'm great. Appreciate being with you as well. All
0: right, so obviously the big talk this week has been the abortion bill here in North Carolina. Governor Cooper last Saturday vetoed it. Uh, The General Assembly, uh, both the state House and Senate Senate, Voted to override his veto, and when that happened on Tuesday night, both you and the governor uh, pretty vocal on social media uh, after that override happened. I want to give you an opportunity to to voice your opinions on the bill and your reaction to the vote from the Republicans on Tuesday night.
1: Yeah, I mean, there is hardly a decision that's more intimate and more personal than the decision whether or not to have an abortion, and I. And respect incredibly that people have very different opinions about what's the right decision. And people make different decisions for themselves, depending on whatever circumstance they find themselves in. But that decision about what to do with your body, what to do with your family, what to do with your future should be made by the person. That's why it's a personal decision. It should not be made by their government. And that is exactly what the Republicans in the General Assembly have done is they've taken that freedom away from women to make the decision for themselves. And now a bunch of politicians in Raleigh are telling women what to do uh, with their bodies. And I think it's fundamentally wrong. I think it's a major step backwards in people's personal liberties here in North Carolina. Uh, and it's a mistake. And uh, unfortunately, it's just the first step. I mean, if the Republicans take over complete control of government in the 2024 election, they will ban abortion. They've all said so. And uh, we cannot have that happen here in North Carolina.
0: That kind of led me into my next question, because I, I know some people are saying that this bill, uh, which will become law you know, in July, protects women in North Carolina and that a ban after 12 weeks is a, a, a good compromise. But what you're saying is, is it's, it's possible that it, it could be become a, a ban from from day one. Correct.
1: There's no question that's where uh, they want to go it isn't at 12 weeks. It's actually at 10 weeks in terms of medication abortions, which is, by the way, the most common way uh, women have abortions is is using the medication. And they have created so many barriers both to the individual and to the clinic which provides the services that it's going to be difficult, if not impossible, for many or even most women to get. Uh, They're creating these conditions for these clinics that are the same as, like, an emergency room department, which is not – there's absolutely no medical basis for the rules, the microprint that's in this 46-page bill that is going to make it so that it's practically impossible for the service to even be provided in North Carolina. Uh, And so uh, it is not a compromise. If they talk about it being a compromise, it was only a compromise among one group of people. They surely didn't ask the public, and they surely didn't ask any Democrats. It was just among themselves, and that's why they rolled this bill out. There was no opportunity for any amendment. There was no opportunity for meaningful debate. The public surely couldn't get heard, and what they're doing is contrary to the wishes of what the majority of North Carolinians want, uh, according to every poll that's been done.
0: We're talking with North Carolina Attorney General Josh Stein. Uh, There are some other topics I want to talk to you about today, uh, including your uh, public safety package. Can you give us more details on that?
1: The first and most important job of government is keeping folks safe. And there are a lot of ways in which we can do a much better job in that important work. Uh, one has to do with drugs. Fentanyl is absolutely devastating communities across the state. That's why I led the national negotiations of state attorney general to hold the drug companies accountable. And we won $50 billion, and our state share is about $1.4 billion. But we can do more to break up these drug trafficking rings, and that's why I've called for the legislature to fund the fentanyl control unit in my special prosecution section, so that we can assist local DAs to prosecute these very complex and time-consuming cases. Uh, there's a bill uh, that Senator McGinnis is pushing to get rid of pill presses, which allow for counterfeit uh, pills that are also killing people. And there's... Uh, update our controlled substances act and that's all moving in the legislature that's good but we do need them to fund this frontal control unit we have a real problem with shortages among law enforcement officers and departments and sheriff's officers all around the state yeah. and the state can do more to help address that gap we're going to offer bonuses to out-of-state officers and military vets to join we can have a public awareness campaign to recruit officers from out of state to come here uh, Importantly we can get rid of the pension penalty that forces officers at the end of their career who want to stay on the job, but for whom it makes no economic sense to do so. Uh, And that would be a great way to keep more veterans on the job. And and we got to keep going after sexual assault. That's why we're working to eliminate the backlog of untested sexual assault kits. But I've called for the legislature to, to fund a cold case unit to assist local law enforcement agencies to pursue these leads, these hot cases, that were once very cold.
0: Another big focus of yours, you recently had an event on uh, youth mental health. Why why is that such a big passion for you?
1: Because too many of our children are struggling. I mean, if you look at every data point, whether it's uh, suicide, whether it's drug use, whether it's depression, anxiety, uh, eating disorders, our kids are in crisis. And there are things that we can do to help them and we need to do that. Uh, One source of this crisis is uh, drug addiction, and I I talked a little bit about our work on fentanyl, Um, but we've got to do everything we can to keep kids from going down the rabbit hole uh, of drug addiction. There's social media platforms, which consume more and more of their time. High schoolers are spending over eight hours a day on screen time because of the addictive nature of these uh, these programs. And so I'm investigating TikTok and I'm investigating Facebook for for the way that they've designed it to make it more addictive to young people. Uh, and we're going to keep doing that. I'm on the leadership group of states. Again, it's a bipartisan effort of state attorneys general. Um, and then I've urged TikTok and Snapchat to integrate parent parental control apps, third-party apps, into their software so that A parent can have one app that applies to all the social media platforms, rather than having to try to understand and figure out what is the latest app that their kid is using. Because I'm a parent, uh, I'm a teenager, and I know how confusing all of this stuff is. And one thing I've done that's been really positive and frankly fun for me is it gets me into elementary schools. Is I'm talking to fourth and fifth graders, and giving them what's called a family tech agreement for them to take home with their to their parents. And it just has four simple tips, like watch what you post online, you don't know who you're talking to, if you're, if you're worried or distressed or sad by what you see, talk to your parent. And remember that there's a world outside other than the internet so that they sign up with their parent and themselves. And it just gives the parent a, a jumping off point to set their own rules and parameters and have a discussion with their kid before they get into middle school about what is responsible internet usage.
0: Montana just became the first state to completely ban TikTok. What is your goal? I mean, is North Carolina going to go that far and ban TikTok altogether?
1: Well, we've banned TikTok on government uh, devices. Right. And at this point, we are looking at TikTok and what changes can be made to their program so that it is not addictive to kids. That That's where we're
0: focused at this moment. Okay. All right, Attorney General Josh Stein joining us here on the WPTF Morning Show. Mr. Stein, we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much.
1: Rob, you take care, man.
0: You too.